0: The Gentleman Advancing the Melanin Evolution. Well, once again, we are back for another episode of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm Kev, that's RLJ. Yep. And we are the Gentleman Advancing the Melanin Evolution, where evolution is revolution week's kind of pre season man we you know our kind of pilot episode if yeah. you will yeah the the dress rehearsal
1: the dress rehearsal the dry run
0: Absolutely. um I think it went well I yeah. think it
1: um it, it we we got some healthy conversation and dialogue and I think that um I think it was a good foundation for especially what we're talking about today.
0: Absolutely absolutely you know the interesting thing about the preseason, since that episode was recorded, I've um, listened to two R. Kelly songs (laughs) and five Michael Jackson songs since we've last recorded. And um, what's amazing is now I'm conscious about the shit that I was doing before Mm. and not thinking twice about it. Mm. I have a problem with that. That you're conscious? Not that I'm conscious, but, you know, um, I'm like, oh, man, the R. Kelly song comes on the uh, the Google Playlist. And I'm literally thinking, like, should I skip to the next song? Should I cut the volume <laughs> the down? The processing. You were as processing. Mu- as much trash as I talked last episode, I'm really thinking about my life right now. <laughs> and I'm upset. I'm upset. I'll be honest with you, R.L.J. I am completely upset, man.
1: I, I think that's fair, though. I think it's okay to be upset. I think. Being able to have that, um, the pendulum, right? Yeah, the pendulum yeah, is swinging. Absolutely. And so now you have to start making more conscious decisions on: Am I going to ignore this? Right? Because once you know better, you're supposed to do better. Yeah. And when you do better, you become better.
0: But am I becoming better? What am I becoming better for? It's my entertainment. That's fair. Right? That's
1: fair. But I think I, I think there's like a inner. Um, I can't hum along to to um.
0: Feeling on your booties out the window. I can't. Feeling on your booties out the window. Um, Seems like you're ready. It's out the window. Gone. It's out the window.
1: You remind me of my jeep. You remind me I'm of okay. my jeep. I'm okay with that. It's out I'm, the window. It's gone. Bump and grind. Gone. Ah. It's, it's gone. Yeah. It's gotta go. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. Because you listen to it, you'd be like, yeah. Nope. This is not okay. Because then yeah. I start thinking of who he could potentially be singing it to.
0: My body is telling me no. Yeah. But my mind No, is
1: my t- mind is telling me no My mind is telling yeah. me no,
0: yeah And my body But my body But my body yeah. Is telling me yes You
1: should have listened to your mind You should have listened yep. to your mind
0: Well, um, Brother Jay The one thing I can say is that uh, Yeah, our last conversation had me thinking mm-hmm. Over the course of um, Since we last recorded And um, I don't know It's like It's either going to be pure silence Or I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared what to do
1: I, I, but i also think right i think that it eventually will wear off okay cuz i think it's uh i think it's new and so eventually we'll get to the point where i don't think we'll be i don't want to say we are accepting
0: mhm
1: i don't want to say that we become numb but we get to the point where the the sting is no longer there yeah but right now, it stings, right?
0: And I've, I, and I've bought into it. I'm sold on as much trash as i talked last episode. I said, you know what? I'm going to listen to what I want to listen to. Yeah. When I want to listen to, you're not erasing 35 years of my life. That's what I said. Yeah. Um, Multiple times. Yes. I questioned that. <laughs> I questioned that um, on several occasions. And, um, yeah, felt bad. Yeah. But, you know, as I digress. In, in other news, though, um, since we last met, uh, I was excited about the preseason, man. And since this is the the game recognized game podcast with RLJ and Kev, and we are in the midst of March Madness, mm-hmm. my brackets were done. Uh, I did all right. You did all right. I, I'm, I did okay. Uh, yeah. First round scared me a little bit. Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, I'm holding it down.
0: My, my brackets are done. Um, thank you, um, University of North Carolina. For doing that and making that so um, definitely want to give a shout out I have family in town you know uh, as a culture a lot of times we, we grow up in, in very blended families mm-hmm. and so aunties play the role of mama, yep. grandmama play the role of grandmama, grandfather, grandfather play the, play the role of daddy yep. and so um, my cousin but I call him my cousin brother because we grew up um, in Pampas together um, his grand, his uh, grandmother, my grandmother, were sisters. Okay. So he's out of t- he's here uh, in the area, of, out of town from Colorado, with his family. So I have a house full of people, and so if you uh, hear kids walking by and running by, it's probably because um, they're supposed to be here. Yeah. And we're recording, and we're in their way. Yeah. But, um, Jesse Smollett. Charges would drop.
1: I'm over it, bro. I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say. Uh, as
0: my as my I, dear mama would say, Jesse, Jesse Smalls. I got, got, Jesse Smalls, the charges would drop. I got nothing to say. Like There's I, hope for R. Kelly in the city of Chicago. <laughs> is there hope I'm for I'm just saying. Robert.
1: Robert. No.
0: Jesse Smollett, Smollett said he's uh, not guilty. Um, had to give up and forfeit his bond, though. So I don't know where you're just going to. Fork over ten grand if you don't have to. You know he's still getting fired. I got nothing from from the show. You're not
1: getting a comment out of me. Um, Nope. (laughs) the,
0: The Mueller probe. The Mueller probe came back that uh there's no collusion as 45 has stated on numerous occasions, but he's not completely innocent.
1: And they're not revealing the report.
0: And they're not revealing the report as of this recording session. And so, um, yeah, two two years for pretty much nothing.
1: A waste of Yeah,
0: time. <laughs> A waste of time. And
1: maybe it was job security.
0: Job security? <laughs> hey, well, I want that type of job security <laughs> in my life. For somebody to say, hey, I'm going to pay you to kind of run around, do some snooping. Don't find out or discover anything, right. though. Don't solve the case. Right. Just do it. Make it look good. And we're going to move on with our lives after that. Problem with that. But, you know, it, it's all good. And so when you think about um, our c- current events, I'm just excited that we are in the moment, we're here, and um, I really think from a, a black male's perspective we have something relevant to say. Um, the unfortunate piece about our last uh, show was that, man, our heroes are dropping like flies. Correct. And any any slight indiscretion or major indiscretion um, can ruin a person's uh, credibility, legacy, character. And I think it's unfortunate.
1: And it's happening quickly. Exactly. And stuff is coming from any and every direction. Exactly. Um, every day you, you you turn on the news and you're hearing, in 1998 this took place, or the conversation happened and... Now there's a lawsuit, or now there's a police investigation.
0: Man, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm actually going through uh, my mental Rolodex, and I'm trying to think about anybody I've ever pissed off. <laughs> I'm going to just send them a Christmas card this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send them a Christmas card, man. I might I might drop a call in and say, hey, I'm just checking on you. Everything okay? I know the last time we spoke, uh, there was some MFs and some other things thrown around, <laughs> but you know what? I love you, and I just want to tell you that. <laughs> I'm a, and I'm recording it. <laughs> I'm a recording the conversation. Okay. Because I, I, I'm just black. I'm, I'm blown.
1: I'm surprised. No, that's not what I want to say. I don't think the, the verb that I want to use is surprise. But I'll go with it for now until I come up with one. Um, there is a surprise factor yeah. in all of this. Every time, um, every time something else happens, right? Yeah. So starting with the the leaders of the Commonwealth of Virginia, and it was like. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday.
0: And then uh, two months later on another Monday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, bruh. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like what? Yeah.
1: In the words of Escape, who can who can I run to? Who like, can I run to? In leadership. Like to what?
0: fill that empty space. <laughs> or that seat, right? Or that seat. And then
1: it's like, oh, well, this person, I'm not resigning. And then the second person is, oh, they need to resign. And so now we're kind of waging the weight of different sins, exactly. Instead of saying that everyone was wrong, everybody needs to go home,
0: and everybody has to be treated equally.
1: Yeah, across I need that same energy across the board. The same energy. Same energy. That same yeah. energy you use for that research. I need that same energy when you when you're finding the replacement. Absolutely. Right. Or, Absolutely. And if you were only doing it to make publicity to get the public talking to distract them from something else the the effects are gonna outweigh that that one statement. Like and it's gonna you, you can't you can't rebound from anything like that. Well
0: I'll tell you one thing, um Robert Robert Sylvester <laughs> Kelly Sly
1: we call him we, call, Sly. we gonna call
0: him Sly. Um I, he's jumping for joy somewhere <laughs> in the city of Chicago <laughs> because uh what the same person that was engaged in the uh and his kind of getting another tape leaked out, mm-hmm. um, was just also, um, charged with extortion. Right. Same attorney, $20 million or something like that with Nike. And so, uh, you know, we just gotta be on our P's and Q's, man. And, and it's, some of it is, is accurate. And you get, like I mentioned before, last episode, you got to pay the price. Yeah. Um, some of it, I really think it's a falsehood. And, Much of it, it's sad that we're entertained like that this day and time.
1: But, and you said you were going through your mental Rolodex, and I'm real intentional about interactions, right? Yeah. Um, You know, in education, we're talking about public spaces or private spaces. Exactly. And so, um, when I was training individuals and we were having conversations in terms of student support, knowing that this may be a private conversation, but you need to have it in a public space. Yeah. Or I need to have someone who, um, can be an advocate for the other person. I don't need an advocate for me because yeah. I'm aware of what my actions are going to be, right? I'm not going to do anything that's going to be questionable, right? I'm I'm aware. I have integrity. However, I need someone that's going to be an advocate for the other person in the room, or or just that that I that I witness. So if anything falsehood you know comes out. It can be corrected. And so I would always pull in someone.
0: Bruh, I'm going to get a go camera and just attach it to every <laughs> article of clothing,
1: Similar to what the police officers need Yeah, to do.
0: man. I'm just going to get a go camera and I'm going to have it recording all the time. And everywhere.
1: And it got to the <laughs> point where, um, you know, we worked in the same organization. Absolutely. It got to the point where I would pause before I would. Respond or if I'm sending an email, I'm making sure I'm sending it outward and upward,
0: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so
1: people are like, "Why did you send this to me?" I don't. I don't need no smoke. I don't need no smoke. Like if I'm correcting a student and the student doesn't like how I'm correcting them, then they're trying to pull something out of the email. Nope. I'm sending it outward and I'm sending it upward. CYA. That's what I was doing. CYA. And, this, and
0: these are the days that we are in right now. Unfortunately.
1: And it's a screenshot, right? Yeah. Nope.
0: And so, you know, when we really think about uh, learned behavior, a um, lot of a lot of engagement we take for granted. Right. We got to second guess it now. Um, and so, on today's episode um, of Game Recognized Game with RLJ and Kev, we are really um, going to take a deeper dive into a very sensitive topic, mm-hmm. um, a topic that I believe is uh, misunderstood. And we really need to educate um, not only ourselves, but our followers and our listeners. Um, And it involves toxic masculinity. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Um, I didn't really know. I I heard it as a buzzword. Mm. Um, I heard it as something that I may need to be aware of. But I didn't know exactly what it meant. And a lot of the reviews, as we um, and articles and things that I've read, as you and I kind of have researched the topic over the past week, I'm like, wow, we have a culture, especially as Black men in right. America, yep. that we're not supposed to feel anything. We we have to have an exterior that um, is you can't penetrate to survive. The idea that we should not show emotion, that we can't show love, that we can't express ourselves, Uh, it's not only a learned behavior, but I also think it's been passed down generation to generation to generation. And I thought about it when um, there was an article that I read in the New York Times, and the concept of being hard—you have to be hard. From a street perspective, I get it, mm-hmm. because you don't want anyone to take advantage of you.
1: Right, it's that power thing, right? Yeah, it's you don't
0: power. want you don't want to be punked, right? But what does being punked really mean? And
1: so the definition that I pulled um, says toxic masculinity, Ooh.
0: <laughs> and. When you think about toxic masculinity, um, this is a new area, and we are really, to our listeners, we are really going above and beyond to try to address some feedback that was given to us as a, one of the subjects that we need to address on the podcast, and it um, impacts us all. So, the definition that you have <laughs> involves what?
1: I'm I'm going to get it together. Toxic masculinity.
0: See, this is how foreign, to our (laughs) listeners and viewers, this is how foreign the subject is, because we spent 25 minutes just to say toxic. See, look, I messed up right there. Toxic. Toxic
1: masculinity. Toxic
0: masculinity. (laughs) So, you know, we're trying to, we're learning as you all are learning as well.
1: We're going to get it together. We're going to get it together. So toxic masculinity is a narrow and repressive description of manhood designating manhood as defined by violence, sex, status, and aggression. It's the cultural ideas of manliness where strength is everything while emotions are a weakness, where sex and brutality are yardsticks by which men are measured, while supposedly feminine traits, which can range from emotional vulnerability to simply not being hypersexual are the means by which your status as man can be taken away. That was a lot.
0: That was a lot, man.
1: And so I I pulled that definition and Each day I would look at it and I reflect on the different things that I could pull out of that, right? And what I can say is, doing the research, um, the role or... Before you can look at toxic masculinity, you have to figure out what what does it mean... What, what is masculinity? What does it mean to be masculine? Right. And so now we're, we are in a day and age where um, gender identity is something that is one of the, the hot topics. It's everywhere. Right. And so it's being woven into individuals, um, no, organizational culture. Right. And so, in terms of diversity, we work for an organi- organization. One of the core values was um, engage and embrace diversity. Absolutely. And that that deals with gender identity. And so knowing that um, masculinity... No, that's not what I want to say. Knowing that you don't have to be a man to have masculine traits.
0: And for our listeners and viewers, um, RLJ has a background in psychology. So a lot of the things that we're going to be discussing today... I'm really going to lean heavily on his expertise because most of the words I can't pronounce, I'll be honest. I'm going to just put that out there as my disclaimer because I'm, I'm being educated. That's fair. And so when you think about manhood uh, from a, a street perspective, right, you grow up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you get in fist fights.
1: Mm-hmm. You're supposed to.
0: Because there are disagreements. Mm-hmm. Because in your youth, you don't know how to communicate emotions or frustrations
1: is it that we don't know or is it that we aren't taught right if yeah, I don't know yeah, something I don't yeah, know something
0: yeah
1: yeah and that's just what it is but going back to your your bringing up your your childhood mm-hmm. were you taught how to manage or master your emotions
0: absolutely not because my childhood was different mm-hmm. from the perspective that my father was not in my life. Okay. My grandfather raised me, but my grandfather was young enough to um, be a dad. Okay. However, he was also from the old school, and I'm talking about the silent generation, meaning you know, we don't talk about emotions, we don't express love. We don't hug, we don't kiss because we're men. Right. Um, Lack of a better word, if you do show emotion, then you're a sissy. He didn't tell me that, but that's the The vibe vibe and the sense that um, I was brought up in. And so when you think about expressing your emotions, if you are hurt, if you're sad, if you're frustrated, if you're angry, Mm -hmm. and in life things will make us angry and upset. And I was never taught to take a breath and see and analyze what outcomes could happen based on my decisions. It was either fear led, okay, I can't do something stupid because I don't want to get locked up, (laughs) or fear of letting him down. But I didn't have any guidance on how to deal with those emotions. And full disclosure, I think as I got older and became an adult, that impacted my um, my my marriage um, and being divorced because I didn't know how to communicate mm-hmm. certain emotions because well, you're brought up not to you not not to talk about it, to so, be silent on it. So going back,
1: uh, and I can echo, um, you know, I grew up in a single uh, parent home. You know, it was my mother, um, but I had strong men examples around me. Yeah. Right. And so um, I didn't have a live in example of how a boy should process emotion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Conversations um, going back to the fighting situation. Right. Um, And I think it was um, I remember my grandmother, I was having a disagreement with a kid in the neighborhood. And she was like, don't let nobody put their hands on you,
0: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A-
1: and it was this this unspoken rule. You don't start fights, right? You don't put your hands on other people.
0: But you going to finish them. But if
1: they put their hands on you, <laughs> you better not lose, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. so I remember my grandmother, like... And I was afraid of my grandmother more mm-hmm. so than whoever I was fighting. Right? Because
0: you were gonna lose twice. If you lost, you were gonna twice, lose when you got home twice, too. and it wasn't yeah. gonna end yeah. because <laughs> family
1: was gonna find out, yeah. and then like it was, it was, it was gonna be a thing, right? And so I remember, um, I remember I got into a fight, and um, I thought it was over, right? I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. It's done. I'm walking away. He comes back for more. At this point, I'm tired, right? Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted, but I also going back to that emotion. I didn't know how to properly process it, and so when I get to that point where, like, if you get me there, there's no stopping me. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I it to win it. And so one of my cousins, he, we laughed about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. He was like, "Yo, I had to kick you in your chest to get you off of him. Like I couldn't stop." And but in my head, the driving force was, nah, I can't go home with no bloody face. No, no. Not at all because <laughs> no. I know it's gonna be out Mm-mm. there for me. No, no we not know.
0: And I appreciate I appreciate the, the story, and I appreciate your grandmother's perspective,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I I honestly think that um, toxic tox, toxic masculinity is. Right. is something that has been developed to protect us. Right. Mm. I thought about I thought about this mm. as we were doing research okay. because the world's gonna beat you up enough. Right. And every time the world beats you up, you can't lay down and feel sorry for yourself.
1: Right.
0: Um, I, you, I, I, I assess it to the um, the Rocky analogy. Like Rocky took ass whippings in every episode, every 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 every, every, every single movie. One. And life is gonna life's gonna hand you out some ass whippings, and you're gonna need to be able to deal with it.
1: To that point, right. I taught a I taught a class on child development, and we were talking about you know how everyone was raised differently. Yeah, and it's not that you were raised incorrectly. However, I can only if I'm not educated right. If I'm not shown anything different, if I am, if I'm fixing a door, and I've been taught to put um, the handle on first. And someone else is like, no, don't put the handle on first. Install the door, then put the handle on last. But if I've been taught over and over again, the handle goes on first, I can only teach you what I know. Yeah. Right? And so T.D. Jakes gave an example of um, I, I could want my child to know Spanish. Right? And I can want them to be fluent in Spanish. And so the baby is born the baby comes out crying in every language. A cry is a cry. Mm -hmm. But when he starts talking, he's talking in a language that's not Spanish. And he basically said, he's talking in the native language that was put in him. Right? So if his mother and his father both have the native language and they don't speak Spanish, you can't create what you're not. You can, you can teach what you know, But you can't create what you are not. Right. And so knowing that. Our families and then people of a certain generation, they only taught the things that were taught to them. Absolutely. Because that's all they knew. And so, for instance, I know you heard boys don't cry. Boys don't cry.
0: Absolutely. Boys Boys don't don't cry." cry. Big boys suck, don't cry. Suck it up. What you crying for? Right.
1: You want something to cry about? Like, exactly. And, and so that that gets embedded into you. Embedded. Sorry. Ronald talks Day It gets embedded in mm-hmm. you. And then when you have a son or when you're dealing with youth, when you're dealing with children, right? It's like, yo, I'm going to let him have his moment for a couple seconds, but he got a man up. What does man up look like to a seven-year-old?
0: Absolutely. Because I think the the context of, of man up is the same premise that a lot of our brothers are dealing with, who are incarcerated. Mm. You know, don't show emotion. That's don't, survival, don't though. Don't be disrespected. Yeah. And your job is to to survive by any means necessary. Yeah. Because I'm going to be the man, and I'm not going to let my manhood be taken right. from me. But that attitude, when you when you think about uh, reversing reverse engineering it. it the attitude that someone who's been locked up especially around maybe an assault or a violent crime that concept of having your manhood taken from you that thought process probably got you locked up in the first place to begin
1: with right and it like you you were going the street code right there's yeah. there's a man code there's yeah. a man card
0: absolutely, there's, there's, absolutely. A, there's a
1: there's a card and anything that goes against what i've been taught is um Masculinity, or anything that I've been taught is manliness, or anything that I'm I've been taught that this characteristic or behavior belongs in manhood. If you do anything against what I've been taught, I'm taking your card.
0: I'm taking your card, you're less you're less than a man.
1: Yeah, to my standards, right. Yeah. And if the only the only man that uh, examples of men that I know were pimps, drug dealers, and um, absentee fathers, what am I gonna become? Right. And so in child development, we talk about children can't be what they don't see. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, like, you know, that, that stung was like, Ooh, if, um, you want me to be a scientist, but you aren't allowing me to read
0: and explore
1: and be exposed to the science. I, yeah. I how do I know how to get involved? Like, I, I, if I'm sitting on my porch and I'm just seeing brothers walk past, you know, drug dealers Yeah, it, it, and that's all I'm seeing. That's what I'm gonna. Uh, that's what I'm gonna um, ascribe to be. That's that's what I'm gonna want to become. The things that are within my view. Yeah. And going back to like you know the child rearing. Until you are given an example or until you are given information that there's more than one way to skin a cat, you're just, you're going to continue to do it the way that you've been taught.
0: I I'll, I'll, I'll use a perfect example, man. I, I think what really. And game recognized game podcast with RLJ and Kev. Um, evolution is is revolution. We have to evolve beyond um, what we've been taught. Right. Um, and I think we have to evolve beyond a lot of the generational curses that exist because of toxic masculinity. Um, I use my, the relationship between myself and my son as an example. My grandfather never gave hugs or at a boys. Openly, but on his deathbed, when he told me he loved me, I think that meant more to me than anything at that time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, he he loved me, even though I knew he loved me through his actions. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he said it, and he said it when he was with with his last dying breath put a lot of things into perspective because I don't want my son to grow up not knowing where I stand right. in our relationship, not knowing that I love him, not knowing that he can come to me and cry. And I'm a to li- I'm a deal with it for a little bit, but we have to get into solution, uh, solution mode too, because you can't cry forever. Right. But at the same time, to give him the ability to let him know that I feel you, I empathize. Right. In some cases, I sympathize, and I want you to be able to communicate that with me, because I didn't have that when I was growing up, Um, you know, how to deal with sorrow and grief. You know, my grandmother passed away at a, a relatively young age, and seeing my grandfather grieve and not. Being able to express himself mm. and honestly thinking, I think he had levels of depression and processing the loss of his spouse. Mm-hmm. And me growing up thinking, okay, well, man, if somebody that's very close to me passes away, I need to figure out how to get over it right. versus dealing with the emotions because I'm a man.
1: And that that's tough, right? And we, we aren't taught in... A lot of my students will have these conversations, right? Different classes in psychology that I'm teaching. We'll, we'll talk about, one, a lot of men, right? Once they get past boyhood, right? They become an older men, An older man. They become men, right? But they're still in search of manhood because they haven't been able to acknowledge or recognize or label these emotions right if i'm angry i'm going to hit something if i'm sad i'm going to hit something if i'm depressed i I want to hit something right and so you don't really know how to label what it is if if you go to the doctor and you give them the same symptoms over and over again the doctor is going to think it's one thing but really you you talked about your grandfather dealing with grief and possibly being depressed not knowing how do I handle this depression yeah right I'm I know how I'm gonna handle it I'm gonna do what I saw older men do when I was when 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 this same situation happened I'm just gonna do what they did I'm not gonna talk about it I'm gonna sit real quiet I'm gonna separate myself from people and that's how I'm gonna deal with it
0: yeah yeah
1: and that's and that's that's what older men. I have witnessed C as their medicine. I'm I'm going to do what someone, you know, what I saw someone else do. But they don't really know how to identify the storm that's raging inside of them because we have not been taught to identify or label our emotions.
0: How do we move beyond that because my grandfather did the best that he could, right. like you said, with the information that he had available. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to me and my son, a lot of it is trial and error, man. Yeah. You know, um, he was acting up in school a few weeks ago. And the first thing is, I'm going to go to that behind. <laughs> but I'm trying to encourage him without leveraging Strict discipline, right? Physical discipline, mm-hmm. because honestly, that's one thing I can say. My grandfather never put his hands on me. I remember one time I got a beating from my grandfather. Most of the times it was uh, he would say something. It was a stern talk, and he was old school. It's like, yeah, something, something's up with him. He's gonna snap <laughs> one day, and I just don't want to be on the other end of right, that. Right. Right. But I'm trying to figure out ways to um, have positive reinforcement with my son. Versus, you do something wrong, I'ma beat your ass. (laughs) You do something wrong, I'ma beat your ass. You make a mistake, I'ma beat your
1: ass. ass. And you just getting your ass whipped, and you don't know why. You
0: getting your ass whipped. You don't know why. You don't know why. You don't know. You don't know why. And so, um, what I what I found was that I I believe he wants me to see him, and not not physically like okay, I got eyes on you, but to acknowledge if he's doing right or Mm -hmm. if he's doing wrong. Almost real time, and so um, I tried something with um, his mother last week, where I would send text messages during the day because he had it. I said, "Hey, today's a new day. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Let's get it right." Acknowledging that you're in this position because you made a mistake before. Right. I'm not gonna beat your ass because obviously, ass whip is not really helping you right now.
1: But but also, I I remember um, if my mother's listening, she's gonna she's probably gonna roll eyes at me. Um, we would get in trouble, and then like she would be at work, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking we could Like uh-huh. yeah, we had a conversation, uh-huh. yep. and then that light would come on. Like you thought I forgot. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, my mama was my mama was four eleven, and had hands like Mike Tyson. And I swear that I swear for Lord, man, I swear I said something to my mama one day, and before I could get the damn word out. I saw stars. Hands was coming back, man, and I, I just didn't think a, I didn't think a woman was designed to hit that hard, honestly. But so you know, when you when you think about uh, toxic masculinity, uh-huh. it's not just coming from from the brothers, right? It's coming from the sisters too, because I think in their mind, I need to build this young boy up, right. To be able to deal with the bullshit that he going to face in the world. Yeah. Like, that's my job as a mother is to prepare him to go out and be able to withstand blows that other people are going to give him. Right. Whether it's uh, deserved or not.
1: And uh, and and that's, like, I, I think about um, when I had to learn how to tie a tie, my grandmother taught me how to tie a tie. Because mm-hmm. at this time, you know, her husband, my grandfather, had passed away. Yeah. So my grandmother, you know, she had to raise two sons. She helped me tie my tie. Mm-hmm. And so um, a couple weeks ago, I was helping some of my students tie a tie. And I, I went back to that moment, right? And it's like, be what you needed when you were their age. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Right? And
1: so the sad part in the conversations with the young men that I was helping tie a tie, was they had a man in the house.
0: Yeah.
1: That didn't take the time or they didn't know how to tie a tie themselves. Exactly. And so it's. You said you said it. it's coming from both sides, right? It's we we are creating we are classically classically conditioning the next generation to do the things that we were taught. Absolutely. And the women are doing the same thing, right? They are. I got to raise this boy in this crazy society. I got to teach him how to be a man to their Standards. Now, I'm not saying that anything was wrong with that, right?
0: Yeah, but that, I mean, the, and there's nothing wrong with it, but that, 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 that young boy, especially, you know, you six, seven, eight years old, you also have to be be able to be eight. Yeah. <laughs> be able to be seven. Yeah. You're going to cry. You're going to complain. You got to be able to do that. Right.
1: And, and what I'm seeing now is that, like, the processing. I'm seeing uh, one of my friends, she does this with her son. She's like, why are you angry? What's wrong? Right. Talk me through it. Yeah. What what is the issue? And so helping him process it, this is why I'm mad. All right, do you need a few seconds so you can get it together? Because you can't you can't interact with people when you're like this. And so the little dude chilled out. Like he went and sat down. And he was like, I'm I'm still I'm still upset, but I'm not angry.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: and so I'm watching and like he he got it together. Like, yo, I'm still upset because they took what was mine but I know I can't go over there screaming. Yeah. And so at the age of 5 this little dude is processing his emotions. But everyone one doesn't have the time or two they don't know they don't have the know-how to have these conversations and start teaching at a younger age. Right? And so when you have people who are disappointed or frustrated and instead of communicating it's just anger. Right? It's Oh well, you know uh, the men in my house they ain't talk about it, so I ain't finna talk about it. I ain't
0: gonna talk about it. Well, for what? Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And and we would see that with some of our students. Okay, cool. What's up? Nothing. Right. Okay, nothing's (laughs) wrong, but you you keep basing up at me, and I promise you, you jump one more time, and I'm I'm
0: came close a lot of times. Listen, came close a lot of times. Listen,
1: I'm an educator by heart, so I I can show you better than I can uh, tell you. (laughs) Right. I will give I will give experiential learning in this moment.
0: Toxic toxic masculinity. That's toxic. That's, that's toxic. toxic. Because I went that's to toxic. violence, right? I went Yeah, to violence, you went to violence. Right? And yeah. so, like, I had a student.
1: <laughs> I had a student, right? Just finished teaching a class. Student came in. Threw stuff at my feet. Bruh. I said, uh... Like, like almost mm-hmm. like if he was throwing
0: money at you or something. he take these two toxic. That's two what I got.
1: Dollars. That's so in my head. <laughs> in my head. I was just like, I don't... <laughs> he may be having a bad day. I was like, is there a reason... There are objects laying at my feet that came out of your hands. And he was like, you gave me an F on this test. All right, cool. Let's talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. You don't want to talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. Pick your shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and so I step over it. He's like, you just going to walk away? You said you didn't want to talk about it. Well, I don't understand. Oh, nope. That's you talking. No, you got to make a decision, right? So I'm in this moment, I'm forcing him to say, hey, recognize do you want to talk? Do you want to vent? I know you're upset, but you yelling and throwing stuff, and it's not going to work. So he calmed down. We had the conversation. And then after he saw the point that I didn't give him anything, he earned it. I only recorded the answers he got right versus the ones he got wrong. I then explained to him that yo, if you ever throw something at my feet again. I'm beat your ass. Like, <laughs> like
0: yeah, I'm but I'm the, trying to move beyond it, man. But sometimes That'll be the, sometimes, la-
1: that'll be the last you know, thing You know, it's like,
0: yo, I'm gonna beat your ass that'll be, that'll be just because thing. I'm gonna feel better.
1: That that's that'll be the I'm last I'm gonna thing feel you throw, better. Which is why I don't work in high school. It
0: wasn't the first choice. Little, it, it was my last choice.
1: Listen. But I
0: sometimes
1: A college student is over the age of 18. You get your, your ass whipped. <laughs> you get <laughs> your ass <listen>, whipped. <laughs> Hey, you,
0: and you, you, you want to? We having a conversation. You want to Snapchat it during the middle of the conversation? Listen. Oh no, that, you can get your ass.
1: <laughs> listen. And, and not, so we're learning. And you're not gonna see it coming.
0: Game recognized game podcast <laughs> with RLJ and Kev. Uh, today's topic is toxic masculinity. We are. I honestly think me and RLJ probably need to be in somebody's group therapy session. <laughs> Because we got women beating our ass, old school grandfathers telling you to shut the hell up and stop crying. And we're trying to figure out um, how to get to the bottom of what it is that we really need to do to encourage and level up on our behavior and empathy and care towards one another. Because I think from a community standpoint, our methods though I don't think they had uh, bad intentions mm-hmm. have led to us having very um, lack of a better word toxic results. Mm-hmm.
1: You
0: know, we, I agree. We're but- going to jail. We go, we have higher disciplinary actions against us in, uh, in schools. Um, we shutting down and really not being able to communicate. And so uh, from your background and research, what are some tools that you believe we can execute or at least try to execute to begin to move away from such a ingrained and learned behavior? I, I
1: think it's... Um... Going back to the old uh, African proverb that it's going to take a village to raise a child. Mm. Um, and people of color know that.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. I, I can't raise a child by myself. right. Yeah. I, I can have a family in the house. I can have a, two parents. And th- we, we are providing for the child. But we alone can't raise a child because... They're going to have to interact with people, right, outside of that that nucleus of a family. And so um, I think back to, you know, old school cookouts or family reunions, how you got to interact with people. And everybody, even though they had the same ideologies, everyone that, you know, had the same beliefs, they just executed them differently. Right? Because there was some stuff that you could get away with at somebody else's house, but you knew damn well not to do it in your house.
0: Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, my cousin is in town. And, man, we used to get ass whippings together. <laughs> I remember one time um, his grandmother, she was the sweetest person. My Aunt Fanny, man, love her to death. And we broke a fish tank. We were playing, How did y'all
1: break a fish tank? We
0: were playing um, this game.
1: Doing too much is what it sounds like. We were like. doing too
0: much. <laughs> um, we was playing a game. It was called Man Bluff. Mm-hmm. Right? So... You blindfolded, and then you're talking, and the guy gotta find you. The person gotta find you, right? And so, um, I think I was the I was looking for him, and he was calling out. I was in the wrong space, and I think I was getting closer to finding who where he was. And next thing you know, he tries to escape me in a thirty pound chair. Goes into the side of a fish tank. as whooping, and you know we're trying. We're trying to figure that's, out how that's water how, damage. we were trying to figure out how to parent beyond violence. But it was at, at that moment I just knew that our world was coming to the to an end. And I remember him <laughs> <laughs> screaming, "Why God? Why me? Why me?" And my black ass went upstairs I hid. Do you remember uh, the Christmas Story movie? Yeah. And when Ralphie got in a fight, his little brother Randy, he hid under the damn sink. That was me. I went upstairs because I said, yo, hell have no fury. Especially if my wife Fanny ain't win no money at the bingo game that she went out to. Oh, man. It's going to be over. Yeah, it's it's going to be over, man. <laughs> and, and mind you, I had never heard her cuss. She was real. Like, out of all my my grandmother, all her sisters, like she was probably the the, the more the more laid back, reserved one. But the one thing I remember, I y'all don't listen to shit. I told <laughs> you not to play that damn game. Shit just go right through your ears and right out your ass.
1: <laughs> wow. And man,
0: I just pray. I just pray to God every day she ain't lay hands on us. Cause if that was me. Oh, it would have been some ass whipping. You know, this toxic masculinity shit is out the window. You yeah. need your ass whipped. It's a cessation
1: on this. Yeah, we we going to get back to this child rearing in Yeah,
0: we're going to get back to what they say to do in the book. Yeah. But right now, you need your ass whipped.
1: Because who going to clean up all this water? That's
0: what I'm saying, how many, man. How many
1: fish were in the tank?
0: Oh, my God, man. To, to the be.
1: fish is did?
0: Shit. <laughs> And I just remember my my fucking cousin Mike, man. Oh my god. So he goes into the kitchen and pulls out a pot and scraping these little bastards up off the floor and throwing them in the pot with some water and they was gone, man. You know, how, you know you know how, you know somebody passed, right? Somebody passed. And they say, yeah, he gone now. They gone. <laughs> they, like they just look at him. You know, you in the hospital bed with yeah. your loved and ones. And they, they, oh, he gone now. He gone. That's how them them fish was gone. <laughs> Brother Jay, them fish was gone, man. It was bad too. But um, that was one of those days where you know what? If you deserved an ass whipping, that, that, that was the it. day. That, that was it. the day, man. Because we got it from my Aunt Fanny. We got it. We got an ass whipping for his mom from his mama, my second mama. I got an ass whipping from my mama. It was bad. And my my man my uncle my uncle Jimmy I love him to death. He used to call he was big Bubba I was little Bubba, you know. And uh, he said he was he was a merchant merchant marine.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And so he was out of the country. And he was already off the chain, so you know all this toxic masculinity shit we talking about. Oh, he, oh, he, he designed, uh, he designed most of it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it. He, I'm just glad he was out of the country, and because if he had been there, it would have been problems.
1: We probably wouldn't never met.
0: We would have never, we would never met because he, he, you know, he was already live, man. So. Yeah, if he had a little him, it would—it would have it been a wrap. Yeah, me and my cousin Mike, we wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have made it to to teen, our teenage years. I'm put.
1: <laughs> so do you think? Do you think? So examples like that, we all, we all have examples. Like, oh, yo, this one time, yeah, right? man. And, and and we can laugh because we were be like, we deserved it. Yeah, yeah, we deserved it. Yeah, like, yep, yep. and there was a few times I probably should have got one, mm-hmm, but I didn't, mm-hmm. right? And so to hear my sister say, it, I I never really got whoopings yeah um my mother would say that's a lie yeah in my head i'd be like i mean i got a few i ain't going i'm not gonna argue with you like if, if you didn't think i got any but like you know my sister was bad you no know? she, she 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 earned the ones that she got mm-hmm. right those mm-hmm. well earned shout yeah. out to you 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 earned those um do you think those examples are the crux of our um our, our philosophy for raising others
0: i think it's a fear tactic mm. if you're gonna do if you do that you you remember your, your mother used to take you into the department store at the mall <laughs> don't
1: don't look at don't nothing. look at shit don't <laughs> touch shit <laughs> don't ask don't for ask her. for
0: shit <laughs> right Cause if you touch some
1: shit that I told you not to touch, it's gonna be your
0: ass. I'm gonna beat your
1: ass. (laughs) My mother my mother once said, and this this one stayed with me. Like it you talking about fire shut up in your bones? Yeah. She we were doing something and she leaned over, and I guess I had this look in my face, like I'm (laughs) I'm ready to go. (laughs) Like, you know, you know when kids got that look like, oh, they finna tear some shit up. Yeah. She leaned over and whispered. She said, Where you show off, I'll show off with you. Bro, what?
0: <laughs> I was like, mm, mm. that was a cold blooded threat, man. Where,
1: and she, she whispered. basically
0: told you, I'm, I, I'm putting a hit out on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't that care. I'm gonna execute myself.
1: Where you show off, I will show off with you. To this day, like I would like randomly just hear stuff, and I just, I would just jump. And you little, jump, man. Like, uh, it's so, you. so is that, is that like trauma? Is, <laughs>
0: man, man, my mama whipped my ass so many times. I just remember, I, I remember, I remember when I was probably, this is my first girlfriend, you know, and, and sticking with the R. Kelly theme, right? You know, 12 play came out. We was in the, oh. we was in the, we was in the sixth grade. Oh, God. We sixth grade. Her name was Monica.
1: I know where this is going. Shout we, out to Monica if yeah, you're shout listening. shout out
0: to Monica if you're listening. <laughs> I know where Monica, this is but going. but Monica, so I lived in the hood. Okay. Monica lived in the hood hood. <laughs> two different hoods. Got it. Know? So for for our white listeners, it's two different hoods. Like if you think just cause black people live there, that's the hood, that ain't the hood. Mm. That ain't the hood. That's a neighborhood mm. that you know you might shorten it up and that's the hood. Right. But Monica lives in the hood hood. Mm-hmm. And I like Monica, but my mama said, Hey, that, that's the gun line. The gun you, line. You you you're not to go to that neighborhood. And I want I and looking back on it as an adult. I think she told me not to go to that neighborhood because she had gotten into some shit <laughs> in that neighborhood. Many years before. So, uh me me and, and my brother, me and, me and my brother uh my brother Bub, um we had a bike. And so I got on the handlebars and he he pushed the bike and we went out there cuz I needed to see my while we are going over this, it's like a little bridge mm. to get to the, my neighborhood. Her the neighborhood connector. Right, it was connector. The connector, right? Guess who is driving down the road? And who would have thought? I think that was God just telling me, like, yo, listen to your mama because she going to beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I see my mom, and she sees me and Bubba, two big, brawly motherfuckers, <laughs> on a bike. I don't think I, I I don't know if she was madder at the fact that I was going to see Monica, or well, that she was on the bike, or that I was on the handlebars of the bike getting <laughs> driven over. Her. Those are two valid arguments. Two valid arguments, You can right? get your ass but I don't know which. I don't know which one. <laughs> Violence is going to solve it. So I get back and my mom is at my grandfather's house. Like I told you not to go over there, didn't yeah. I? And man, that was probably one of the greatest ass whippings <laughs> of all time that I ever received from my mom. Because I blatantly disobeyed what she told me not to do.
1: Yeah. Explicitly told you.
0: Explicitly. Yeah. And the funny part about it is, was, was that a learned behavior of toxic masculinity to say, yo, I'm going to beat your ass so bad that you're going to think twice before you disobey me again? mm, mm. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Is that
1: spare, how? Spare, spare the rod, spoil the child. Spare
0: yep. the, hey, hey, hey! I'm a, I'm, I'm a babe in my walk with Christ, so, <laughs> spare the rod,
1: spoil the child, spoil
0: the child. Yep. So was that a piece that she was making sure she was gonna give me the rod to teach me a lesson, or was it that we're using violence to discipline?
1: That could that could go either way, right? And right. so, but I also see it as this. I don't know any other way to tell you not to do it, right? Pain makes one think, thought makes one wise, and wisdom makes life bearable.
0: RLJ be dropping <laughs> gems on the gang recognized gang podcast.
1: I learned I learned so that. RLJ f- I, and l- Kev. I learned that while I was searching for a light.
0: I'm Kev. That's RLJ, <laughs> and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin. Evolution, where evolution is revolution. So you would, dro- you would get some gems dropped because I'm inspired. <laughs> Say that one more time for the Pain listeners. makes
1: one think, mm. thought makes one wise, mm. and wisdom makes life bearable.
0: Well, only do it?
1: And so because she knew what was waiting for you on the other side of that bridge, right? Yeah. The only yeah. thing, do you think that maybe it was out of fear for what could have happened that she evoked such force in terms of that ass whooping, right?
0: I think, I think that it was out of fear Of running into the wrong people. And then, two, just being young, dumb teenagers. (laughs) Getting into some things that we were were not advanced enough. You weren't ready for. When we were not ready for. Yeah. Right? And understanding that I was at that age where that was a possibility. Turning point. Absolutely. And that could have um, repercussions on my life. So... I get it that it was out of care. Mm-hmm. I question the level of severity of it though. right? Because I'm still having flashbacks. But- you remember when you got them ass whippings bro, bro, brother Jay. When you got them ass whippings where it would leave marks. <laughs> will leave marks, And then you just
1: gotta cry yourself to sleep.
0: Yeah, because that you know, you, you, you go to school and the teachers went say, Well, what happened? You okay? Mm-hmm. You okay? They was like, Yo, you got your ass whipped. You mm-hmm. probably deserve
1: yeah. it. <laughs> 80s babies,
0: baby. She's 80s, like, 80s I, know, babies.
1: Uh, I know your mother. I, I know, know your mama. I know your, I know your mama. mama. She don't play. She don't yeah, right. She's she four don't. eleven. She already <laughs> mad
0: because she's four eleven. And she gonna make she she gonna make you think she's six five. <laughs> well I remember I remember
1: uh my My grandmother and my mother were talking about something, and um, mom told the story about uh, when her oldest brother, I think he was 16, and he was doing something he wasn't supposed to do. I think he stayed out late, and my grandmother was about to whoop him. And he was like, I'm a man. You know, you're not going to whoop me no I more. I tried
0: that. Yep. And
1: mm-hmm. so yep. Yep. my grandmother starts laughing. Now, my grandmother was quiet. She, would, she wouldn't she would tell you to stop talking. <laughs> like, she wanted you to tell the story. Let them, let them know who I am, right? But she was real quiet. But she's cracking up. And so my mom's telling the story. She was like, oh. She said, she looked at her mother. She said, your grandmother said, oh, you a man? Said so she dropped the belt, and put her hands up. Well, let's go. <laughs> I was
0: like, wait, yo, grandma,
1: like, grandma got busy with like, those hands. Like, okay, man. well, cool. And said, so just dropped it.
0: Well, like, okay, you a man? Let's do it. When you think, when your grandmother threw up them hands, yeah, and said, yo, I dare, I dare you to test me. Where does it come from? You know, I, when you think about it, that's a that's a woman. Yeah, and a woman is trying to teach her son how to be a man.
1: Yeah,
0: which. There's debate mm-hmm. if a woman can do that. Right. And, yo, shout out to all my single women that are raising black boys in America today. I'm a product of it. It's a challenge. He's a product of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I understand it. It's I understand a challenge. it. However, however, not a but, but a however, mm-hmm. I do believe that if they had the option of a man being involved in that boy's life, they would take it.
1: And I think a lot of times... So, for instance, my grandfather was around. He probably just wasn't home or was at work. Exactly. Right? And so... But it's at that moment where... And we were talking about this in one of my child development classes, right? When you give a... When you when you were given a spanking um, or you were given punishment, it has to be timely. Yeah. So, if I do something in the store, don't wait until 9 p.m. to have this conversation because as a child, I can't connect why you're yelling at me or why I'm in timeout or why I'm in punishment, right? I can't connect that with the action that I did so many hours ago.
0: True. But listen to this, though, man. That's the same level of training that they recommend when you are trying to train potty train dogs.
1: Mm-hmm. Domestication.
0: Yes. When you're trying to when you're trying to potty train a dog, they say if the dog shits on the floor, it has to be addressed right then and there. Yep. Because the the dog's brain isn't designed to comprehend what happened later. Right. Right? Same premise. You're an adult. Oh, well, you're an adult now, but you're a human being. Yeah. So the same way that we train a dog, is the same way that we train children,
1: and that, and so going back to it, it tra- training is training is training, right? And so, I, and I think depending on how you look at it, um, where did the dog training come from, right? Where did the dog training come from? Massa, right? <laughs>
0: I went there. <laughs> I'm did. sorry. I went there. Did, master, right? and so going master train going
1: my, back, right, going back to Willie Lynch. Yeah, right on how to how to make slave. Right, that, yeah. that letter that Willie Lynch wrote. Absolutely. Right, absolutely. It 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 has all these steps. And so, where did we get our child rearing from? Where did we get these concepts from? Where did we get weapons? Where did we get all of this from? Right, with leather belts. Where did we get it from? Whips. Yeah. And so Mm. it's and once again, I'm not saying that it's a fault of anyone who still uh, hands out uh, whoopings for their children. Right. I'm not not saying that there's anything wrong with it. Right. There is a difference between a whooping and a beating. There's a difference between if there's not a lesson to be learned there, if you just whooping just to whoop like there's that there's a difference. Right.
0: The problem that I have with that. However, is the fact that people aren't trained on where the line is. Well, people so, aren't trained where the line is. But they, so a whipping could be a beating. Okay, so think about <laughs> this, right? Because I'm pretty sure when 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 Michelle was whipping my ass, that the, those weren't whipping; those was beatings.
1: To you, they felt like. shit. <laughs> <no, the>,
0: man. <laughs> God God bless her. I love my mama to death. Oh, I love my mama to death, man. But you gotta think, my mama, she was I mean, I have I have a, a, a sibling. Um, I have a sister, but my mom was a little more reserved with my sister. One she was a girl, but two, she was a little older. Okay. Right? And so, um when she had me, she was nineteen, about to be twenty. Plenty of energy Plenty of energy <laughs> Young Remember when you was 19?
1: Oh man <laughs> When I was 19,
0: 2021 20, Man, I could party Wednesday In them Wednesday, fun. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, no. Sunday And watch the game on Monday
1: So I did it backwards right? <laughs> Sunday was my day off I went Monday, Tuesday Wednesday was Um was 25-cent entry, right?
0: Okay, okay. Uh,
1: Thursday was wing night, I think. Uh-huh. Friday was the everybody goes out on Friday. Energy. If, and then Saturday, we're going to do it all day. Sunday, we're going to go to church, mellow out, study. Man. And then Monday, we're going to do it all over
0: again. And, bro, I'm closer to 40 than I am <laughs> to 25. And I could just say, I went out last night with my cousin. And it takes some recoup time now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Your bounce back game ain't strong no so, more. So, imagine... This woman, who probably already had size issues anyway, because <laughs> you was 4'11", <laughs> you know, she had energy, man. Yeah. Energy. And I think part of it, too, it was almost a training mechanism to say, hey, I, at some point, you, you might be bigger than me, but I need to put that fear in yeah. your head yeah. that if, even if you think you're bigger than me, I can still whip your ass. Yes.
1: And, it, and I think it comes from, right, it's like I need you to not... Not fear me in terms of be afraid of me, but respect me.
0: Respect. However, I, I think when when it when you're thinking about toxic masculinity, it's a fear component as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely. Because if you're not a man, I'ma beat your ass. Right. If you question what manhood is, I'ma beat your ass. Right. If you are, if you are soft spoken, I'ma beat your ass. If you are gay, I'ma beat your ass. Right. Anything
1: that goes against what I am. Everything that
0: goes against it. And I I, I think that as a culture, Brother Jay, we got to get past that because information is coming at us as individuals so fast and so furious all the time. People are going to have different perceptions and different connotations of what being a man really is. And I think from a black man's perspective, We really need to try to figure out how to uplift, encourage, and discipline, Mm -hmm. and provoke love, and provoke a level of understanding that if you go out in these streets and you make a wrong move, that could cost you your life or your livelihood.
1: And you don't even have to make a wrong move anymore.
0: Nah, not at all.
1: And so it's... Going back to your mother telling you not to go across the bridge.
0: Shout out to Monica, man. Monica, my, hey, I, that was my first ass-whipping for a woman. I never took an ass-whipping for a woman after that, though, because I just knew <laughs> you be in the club, man. Somebody, somebody come talk to your lady. I say, hey, man, if your game ain't strong enough, don't bring your lady to the club. So, <laughs> hey, I bring my lady that's, to the that's another conversation. That's another we, we conversation.
1: We, that's, gonna, we gotta talk. That's a deep dive. Yeah, that's a deep. That's a deep dive
0: and probably episode 15, 16 But um, I never, I never had a problem with that. But I, I, I because I say, you know what, I, I took one ass whipping over a woman, never again.
1: And so, mm, we gonna put a pin in that. Mm-hmm, we gonna put mm-hmm, a pin in that. Mm-hmm. When we, when we watch this, I'm gonna put a pin yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 'Cause we're gonna bring that up on the on episode that's coming. Mm-hmm. That's coming. That that's good. So going back to um the man code, right? Yeah. It's like what what is the code? And I remember having a conversation. Um um in my uh where I went to undergrad, I started an organization. Me and me and my best friend from college started mm-hmm. an organization called My Brother's Keeper. And so we would have Before
0: Obama, by the way. It was before Obama. Yeah. RLJ is an innovator. I want the listeners to know that. Okay.
1: So we created uh, My Brother's Keeper, and we would have what we would consider to be rap sessions, where sessions where we could just talk. The door was closed, and we can say whatever, right? So the basic premise of My Brother's Keeper was to create this sense of community um, on a predominantly white institution. On True. campus, right at a PWI. Shout
0: out to the PWIs, man. Marshall University, George Mason University, yo, black man. We we get educated everywhere. Everywhere, right? Everywhere.
1: But but it's harder when you are at an environment, right, where it's not too many of you all. Right. It's harder when you're walking across campus and you're going to class at a certain time. You don't really see too many of them, right? And so that's why we created My Brothers Keeper. So we're having a conversation. And we were going over, what, is it, what does it mean to be a man? And we were talking about uh, the man code and the, the, the contents of the code. And a lot of the individuals, like, <laughs> I remember one kid, um, one kid was, I can't remember the name, the town in West Virginia. But he said, you ha- um, you're a man if you bag, same language, you're a man if you bag um, a lot of women. And so I said, "What does bag mean, right?"
0: The, oh, I mean, hey, well bag bag means that.
1: So I asked different yeah. people, like I asked somebody from DC, what bag means. Because I'm
0: a little, I'm a little older than you. Yeah, but a little bit, not Ooh. not too much. <laughs> ah, whatever, <laughs> you know. Shout out, shout out to my Gen Xers, man. Yes. Uh, last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Shout out to my Gen Xers, man. But you know, when you think about bagging. Bagging could have two connotations. Yeah. Bagging could mean, yo, I be getting these numbers. So when I was coming up, it was it was about your number game. Yeah, you get your number game. Roll of that. That means that means that you you know you got you got a nice young lady to spend some time with. Yeah, on any occasion. Inventory. Inventory. You got the inventory. Inventory. Yeah. Acquisitions. Mm, yeah. Bagging. <laughs> <laughs> gang recognized gang podcast. Rlj <laughs> <and> kev. <laughs> hey, you are gonna learn a lot.
1: Acquisitions. If, you, if right. you miss an
0: episode, you miss a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, acquisitions. Got acquisitions. Then Bagging kind of translate tra- translated into sleeping with a woman. Yeah. And so I'm the man. If I'm if I'm if I'm sleeping with
1: multiple women, multiple
0: at, women at the same time. Right. And so we grow up in this hyper uh sexually active culture where we ain't thinking about. Outcomes. Yeah, we thinking about you know what? Yo, we thinking about this. It's a notch in the belt acquisition because the, the the number of women that I sleep with, the number of women that I'm getting a number from, I'm the man. Yeah, and people recognize it's like yo, yo, why is he the man? Yo, cause he get women.
1: Yeah, he's killing them.
0: He killing them out there in them no. streets. That's and, what I want to be.
1: And so understanding like the 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 different requirements or expectations of what um what's in entailed within the man code like understanding the more numbers i have or more notches i have in the belt the more power i have yeah and the more power that i have the more authority i'm going to have over others that you know come within my sphere
0: absolutely Absolutely, I, I I really think, and, and the voices you hear in the background—that's my son and my my big brother—they they uh connecting, and so I told you we just a small time business <laughs> trying to come up and educate y'all. Okay, so you are gonna hear some things in the background, pay it no mind, but I really think that the capital mm. that you that you uh, uh, uh that you that you acquire is something that you that we we are kind of positioned and developed to need. Yo, if you get more women, that means that your manhood is solidified. If you make more money, that means that your manhood is solidified. If you if you throw out more hands and issue more violence, that means that you're solidified. Right. That's a that's a jail culture, man. That's a jail culture meaning that we are putting ourselves into a box where it sounds good for the movies it sounds good for the movies but when you are thinking about real life
1: well cuz in the movie you can control the ending
0: absolutely
1: but in real life that doesn't really work that way you out back. you, you it,
0: and it's funny you 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 know you said the organization that you started um when you were in undergrad Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? CMB, Cash Money. Brothers. We all we got. We, we all, all we got. got. Yeah, we all Nito we got. Brown, right?
1: Where did that? And like that whole entire movie was, it, it was a teachable movie um, because it was creating a sense of belonging and brotherhood, but it um, intensified all of the things within toxic Mexican. Toxic masculinity. It every it was violent. Yeah. There was drugs. Yeah. It was uh um, there was women. Hypersexuality. Absolutely. Um there was uh I said violence.
0: It was even it was even um a, a really a form of racism within our own culture. Yep. G Money was light skinned, Nino Brown was dark. The darker you are, the more powerful you are. Yeah. Or the lighter you are, the more soft you are. Right. Oh nah, it wasn't me. It was that light-skinned brother at the bank. If yeah. I'm going down, everybody going down. Everybody going down. Right? Yep. And so we, we we perceive our complexion to be an identity for masculinity. Think about that, man. There were
1: so sev- and there was several degrees, right? We can sit down and we can have this conversation and we could on another day we could pull out different things, right? You go to the same well, you're always going to come up with a different bucket of water, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But understanding, right? There is a code, There's a code that we live. With,
0: absolutely, right? absolutely.
1: And so, for instance, um, we would joke about some stuff. And be like, oh, I know there was a there was a game that was going out um, via social media or texting, and mm-hmm. it was like, um, Yo, where was I last night? <laughs> and so, like, if you send it to one of your boys, they would make up a story like, Oh, they was X, Y, and Z. Oh they was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they had me.
0: three of them yeah. same time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right and then they was like wow what's up and i was like i was like you know there's a it was like yo this was a game just to see if you was my boy or not absolutely right and so now we're learning how to defend each other but also we're lying yeah
0: yeah so
1: it's like i'm i got your back i'm supporting you but i'm supporting you in a wrong way yeah and so we we are perpetuating this false identity within manhood um because we we boys right and so you you got to you got to obey the code
0: yo of course he rolling with me of course r l j the man right <laughs> <laughs> right yeah of course he the man you know we going to be with the baddest woman yeah. we going we going to drive the baddest car we going to live in the biggest house we
1: going to drink the finest wine we,
0: finest wine man what what uh you know and you'll learn a lot about us and what we're into and in our intricacies, intricacies on Gang <laughs> on game recognized games Podcast
1: intricacies r l
0: j and Kev. Um, Ric Flair. Rick Flair used to say in some of his promos back in like old school NWA wrestling. He said, that's right. I got the baddest woman. I'm driving the biggest limousine. I live on the biggest side of town. I'm the man. I spilled more liquor from one bar to another bar on the other side of the country than you made in a year. I am the man. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah. And I'm an '80s baby, man. That stuck out, especially when you when you think about even hip hop artists that was watching this white dude with blonde hair talking about what it was like to be a man. Right. And they quoted it now: Offset, Ric Flair, Drip, Pusha T, woo. <laughs> right. Looking at looking at old school wrestling promos yep. because
1: that's what was that's, that's what was
0: embedded. Nobody right? nobody told us the, the, what we really needed to be in order to be a man. To be a man, you got to be an asshole. <laughs> to be a man, you need a lot of money. Yeah. To be a man, you need to run women like you have no 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 moral value, right. no moral compass.
1: Like you didn't come from a woman.
0: Like you didn't come from a woman. Right. And so for me, I really just think um, toxic masculinity, man, it's something that's so ingrained. But I really think it comes down to us as individuals just picking out one thing to say, you know what? I'm going to break the cycle. I'm going to do this to break the cycle. So me thinking twice whether or not I'm going to put my hands on my son because he did something right. out of pocket, or if I'm really going to figure out what are his true motivations to get him to understand the complexity of his decisions.
1: Yeah. And I think that's where it starts. It starts in having those conversations, right? Absolutely. And so, like, in the organization that we both worked with having those conversations um with the young brothers who have never had a conversation before right and so there was one brother who was just angry chest was swole yeah i thought he was gonna swing on me i did i thought he was gonna swing on me i was hoping he didn't because i was gonna swing back uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) because it looked like like he he was he was angry i told y'all that rlj and myself we need Listen. Um, we need some group therapy. We get there. there. We get there. That's why we started this show, honestly, <laughs> because it was cheaper than paying for therapy sessions. Charlemagne the God, he he shook one. He going to therapy. We ain't got Charlemagne the God money. However, we started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what I will say is therapy is not that expensive. But we'll talk about that on the next episode. Okay, absolutely. Um, What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So he was angry and I was like, all right, cool. You you have the right to be angry. And he just looked at me like, what you mean? He's never heard someone give him permission to be angry. Something just happened to you and and you have the right to be angry right now. You have the right to be upset. I can't tell you that your feelings are not valid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what I am here to do is help you process it because you can't be angry out there. Because what's going to happen is. Right. You're going to brush up against the wrong person. You're going to say something to the wrong person. And that may be the last thing that you ever say. Right. And so being able to start early, having these conversations and this dialogue with the younger ones that are coming up. Right. That's how we started. But now, like, Going from, you know, having the conversations as they're younger so it's it, it becomes habitual, we still need to have these conversations with the older ones. And I think that's something we can talk about in the next couple episodes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because at some point, we have to bridge the gap. Yeah. Because um, our, our elders still have influence and should be respected as our elders. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to fault my grandfather for not telling me he loved me. I'm not going to fault him for um, being a little more affectionate, you know, because he came up in a segregated South. Right. It was hard enough to try to survive, let alone having a high, high enough level of emotional intelligence to care and take care of someone who ain't biologically yours. Right. Right. And so I don't, I don't fault him for it. Because, like as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, when you know better, you do better. That's the hope. Yeah, I do feel that um, it has to start somewhere, and so I'm glad that we took up this topic uh, of toxic mass- masculinity, and we're gonna learn how to say it before <laughs>
1: toxic, to- masculinity. toxic
0: masculinity. Masculinity um, before um, it's too said and done. But I-, I think that it's necessary. It begins with these conversations. Of, of brothers really just trying to figure out how to be better people to one another.
1: Right. So um, you heard it here. Let's continue the dialogue. Hit us up on our social media pages. Absolutely. And, um, give us your feedback, some Absolutely. comments. And um, we will see you on the next episode of Game Recognized Game, the show, the podcast. Yeah.
0: Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ. Kev, I'm Kev, that's R-L-J we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution where evolution is revolution i revolution. We'll see you on the next show take it like